All right, guys, we're finally here. Semi-final football. It's, uh, you know, you're sad to see it go. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to enjoy the moment. I'm about to enjoy one of the best semi-finals, uh, you know, that we've seen in a very long time. But at the same time, um, you know, I, I, you know, we've got the World Cup coming up as well. But, yeah, this season definitely flew by. The question I've got for you, though, guys, is, um, you know, let's get in the mood of semi-final football. And for a few of us supporting a few certain teams that will remain unnamed, Newcastle Knights, it's been a little while. But what's your favourite semi-final memory um, in connection to your club? Uh, Dana, you know, it's great to, great to have you back. You took a little bit of a break. But, uh, mate, you know, you, you guys do this semi-final football thing year in, year out. This is probably a dry topic for you. But uh, any, any semi-finals come to mind? Yeah, look, I'm excited to be back um, perfectly just in time for the most stressful time of year, to be honest. Um, but my the one that came back to me was the year before the year from hell. Um, but 2019, it was a, a elimination at home against Parramatta, who was, which is always a, a tough match because, you know, Parramatta is like us. It's like the Roosters. It's you kind of always in that top bit. Um, but, yeah, we, we annihilated them 32 to 0, um, and it was – the best. It was probably one of the best games that I've ever been to, but it was great being in the stands at Amy Park. And I just remember the atmosphere being unworldly just because it's unheard of to kind of keep one of those top teams at zero. So, yeah, 2019. Yeah, there we go. Mickey, talking about teams that, are, you know, just play semi final football for fun each and every year. You're all the same, uh, our Sydney Roosters fan there. But um, yeah, have you got one for us? Yeah, I am. Um, the 2014. Semi-final against Cowboys. I am um, a massive Mitchell Pierce fan, and he scored the first try of that game in like the first three minutes. He ran ninety-three meters or something ridiculous to get that first try of the game, and then you know, not I think it was like in the eighteenth minute, Daniel Tupo scored, and then um, yeah, it was just the first three tries were to the Roosters, and it looked really good, and then all of a sudden it just Ended up being Cowboys bounced back a bit and came to 30 all, but we won with a field goal at the end, which was really nice. <laughs> yeah, you guys uh, certainly know how to win a semi final game, that's for sure. Um, you know, look, for me, a few years ago, it wasn't that long ago, under Wayne Bennett, um, everyone remembers the Tinkler years, the Wayne Bennett, the Newcastle Knights, an absolute disaster. There was actually a year under his reign where we won a couple of semi finals and uh, we ended up getting knocked out by. Your Roosters, Mickey. Uh, Danny Badiris' last game, breaks the jaw, Jerry Weir Hargraves. But that's not my favourite semi-final football, obviously. My favourite game was in 1997, uh, Newcastle Knights versus the North Sydney Bears. And we that was obviously the year we went on to win. But we were, we were done and dusted. Matt Sears, an incredible player, runs 95 and a half metres. It was an absolute unbelievable, and he was just about to score in the corner um, to seal the, the North Sydney Bears um, place in, in the grand final, and Darren Albert comes out of nowhere and makes a, a tackle just before the corner post. So, um, you know, Albert gets a lot of credit for winning the 1997 grand final, but um, we wouldn't have been there had it not been for that tackle. So, oh, better times, better times. Because <laughs> what about you, my friend? You're probably more in my camp. Uh, it's been a little bit, little bit of time for your... Uh, the Red V, the Dragons, but um, yeah, talk to me about some semi-final memories. Oh yeah, I really don't have many memories because it's too far back, especially for the Dragons. But the year we won, so 2010, and I think it just just the score makes me happy. It was 28 nil beating Manly. So and yeah, the opposition 
Manly, zero. Everyone. Big donut. So that makes me happy. So Everyone hates Manly. <laughs> yeah. And they hate us too, but anyway. Sorry. Yeah, well, there we go. Everyone hates Manly. Uh, in the spirit of that, let's, uh, let's kick off the show. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose. And you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. All right, team. There is no time to waste. We're going to dive straight into the breakdown this week. We are previewing semi-final football, week one, the qualifying elimination finals. Uh, it's going to be a beauty. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like sh- through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, team, let's dive straight into our Friday game, 750. Uh, our minor premiers, the Penrith Panthers, play at home against the Parramatta Reels. There's been a, you know, a lot of discussion about you know where these games should be played. It feels like we have this discussion each and every year, but the Penrith Panthers are holding this game at their home stadium. And look, if you're minor premiers, if you come in first place, I think that's uh, I think that's fitting. Um, team, Cos, I'm going to start with you because this is an interesting one. Um, we've you know we're obviously neutral. We we don't support the Parramatta Reels, but we've obviously been hurt before. Parramatta Eels fans have been hurt before. Uh, you know their team's been hot at this time of year, but. They, they just really struggle come semi-final football time. I guess my question to you is, straight off the top, is this a different Parramatta side that you're seeing or do you still have question marks around them um, heading into this one? I think it is an interesting one because the Eels this year have been up and down. We've talked about that a bit, but just their, their form coming into this game, I think they are a different side and I think they had a nice, tough contest, a nice, tough win. Um, coming into this match. And also I think they have a mental edge as well, knowing that they've beaten the Panthers uh, and they beat them when they weren't, you know, the the C-string team, which is what um, played last week. So um, it'll be an interesting contest, but I think there's going to be plenty of feeling in it too. So finals footy is here and it's a, a great way to start. Yeah, look, the Battle of the West. I mean, you know, that that's the thing we were talking about off air is like, just how incredible the draw has fallen. I mean, each and every one of these games, it's it's you know it couldn't have been it couldn't have been better. Uh, Mickey, uh, let's you know talk a little bit about you know the Penrith Panthers as well. Obviously, you know a couple of minor names come back into the team. Uh, Nathan Cleary, apparently he's pretty good at football. Jerome Luai, um, yeah, talk to me about this. I mean, you know, last week they rested everyone, everyone's fit, healthy, ready to go. Um, Penrith Panthers, you know. You know, you've been there with the Sydney Roosters. It's difficult to go back-to-back. But, you know, before they get too carried away, this is going to be a big clash against Para. Um, Yeah, I think having, obviously, Cleary and Luai back is going to be huge. Like a lift for the team. I kind of have felt some players have been a bit quieter without them in a few of the games that I've seen. Um, So I feel like they'll definitely be bringing something back. I, I hope that Parramatta can just, like, shut them two out again, though, and just... And, I'm tipping Parramatta for this game. <laughs> I don't want Panthers in the grand final. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that they can shut down those two, you know, um, Luai and Cleary, and um, so then they can win. 
There's so many angles to this game. You know, one of the things that we didn't expect last year was that, um, you know, for the South Sydney Rabbitohs to upset Penrith in, in that first week of the final. So, you know, anything's possible. You know, I, I don't think that the Penrith Panthers are invincible. I think for me, you know, they're, they're in a better position, you know, for a back-to-back campaign because in a season where it's been marred by injuries, they still manage to finish first and they're still fit and they're still healthy coming into this one. And some similarities, we're going to talk a little bit more about this with Parramatta shortly, but, you know, this is Api Corusau's last year. Viliami Kikau will be moving on as well. And this team will slowly get pulled apart like Melbourne Storm have to deal with every single year. But, um, you know, there is a little bit of, hey, don't waste this opportunity because, again, this is more of a discussion for what Penrith are going to look like next year, but they are going to miss Api Corusau. He is an incredible player. So, yeah, look, I think there's going to be some motivation there for the Penrith Panthers, but that doesn't answer the question. Is this a different Parramatta Eels side? And that's what I've been sort of tossing and turning with. I think it is. I think I think this is the best Parramatta Eels side that we've seen in a very, very long time. I know that I know the players are the same. I know the names on the backs of the jerseys are the same, but it just feels different. Uh, the team, you know, for me, they're in the best form is probably what I would say with, with the Parramatta Eels. You know, we challenged Gutho last week. We said, you know, if Parramatta... You know, if they, they if they try and find another gear, it's going to be through Gutherson, and I thought he stand up really well. Mitchell Moses, he's in career best form. It feels like all their players are playing their best possible football, and, you know, can they catch Penrith being a little bit clunky, a little bit sleepy, given that Cleary and Luai haven't been around? You know, this is just the perfect recipe for a, for a, Param- for a Parramatta upset. I think just touching on the Parramatta Eels as well, is they're the only team going into this final series that are running at 110%. I don't think they have a single playmaker or major, like an important player is, I guess what you'd call it, that's injured. But even some of the the kids that start on the bench, I don't think there's a single injury in their whole squad. But as much as it pained me to watch the game against, obviously that Storm played against Parramatta last week, Mitchell Moses, that that dude is everywhere. I don't think... He, there was a play that happened that he wasn't involved with, but he played so exceptionally well. Like I will be the first to admit Storm did not play well. It, they didn't deserve to win that game. Munster screwed up way too many times. There was just dumb errors, little things they let go through um, that if they don't pull their head in this week, it's just not going to go down well. But Mitchell Moses was man of the match of the week even. Like I'm, I'm very excited to see if, they can back it all up and and kind of give it because God, I just want Penrith to lose and have to have to then go in with that aggression to fight for it. But then they get aggressive and give away penalties, so even better. I think if um Para ever lose a forward, they can chuck Mitchell Moses in there as well. So he's like so versatile at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's definitely that. And you know, can he have his Cleary moment? You know, Nathan Cleary wasn't always Nathan Cleary. You know, Nathan. Had so much shit against him, you know, he had so much criticism, was very, you know, unproven. And then, you know, he had that moment, he had that final series. And then, you know, that started his representative career and everything like that. So Mitchell Moses, he's got a, a much longer and bigger resume um, as well heading into this one. All right, Cos, we know Penrith Panthers, they are the big deal. Uh, there's not too many teams that can go toe to toe. This is probably one of them. Big decisions time, no sitting on the fence where you're going in the Battle of the West. I think uh, I will go the Eels because I, I'm also I'm also one that believes, you know, the form that you take into the finals does mean something and, you know, Pants have been a bit clunky and to have a loss like that, even though it's all different players, I think the Eels, yeah, they are different and I reckon they can do it like three times. 
beat them. Yeah, look, it's difficult. Penrith should win this game. Penrith should win this game. But we don't want them to. But I'm... Dana I'm, doesn't I'm, want them to. They've sucked me in. They've sucked me in, Parramatta. No no look, one I, wants Parramatta to... No one's... Sorry, I, Penrith to win. I think this is Parramatta's grand final because if they can beat Penrith here and just, you know, get them in that first week, they put they, they put themselves on the other side of the draw. So that, you know, this is this is such an important game uh, for Parramatta. So, look, I'm, I'm going to do something dramatic, Dan. I think you've touched on it a little bit. I think there'll be a special moment from Mitchell Moses towards the end. Very, very close. Could even be one-point game. Um, I've got Parramatta in the upset as well. Mickey? Yeah, I definitely have. I've got definitely power in a oh, close we're, one. Um, we're going clean sweep here. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah, wouldn't. Surprise me if definitely like Moses or someone goes for that field goal t- right at the end if it goes into extra time or anything like that. Um, yeah, because I just don't want to see Nathan Cleary. Because I feel like all the news stories are going to be like, Nathan Cleary's back, so Panthers are back. It's all just going to be about him. He's like the little golden boy. Yeah, look, I, I love him in the New South <laughs> Wales jersey. It's just, you know, I'm a little bit envious given our situation in Newcastle. I- Oh, what I would give to have halfback as talented as Nathan Cleary. All right, there you go. Clean sweep. Uh, Parramatta Eels uh, to get the, a massive, that would be a huge upset. Even though they've beaten Pen- uh, Penrith, that would be a massive upset. Uh, let's move through to our next feature game, guys. And look, this is the game that no one predicted. This is the Cronulla Sharks who finished in second position coming up against the North Queensland Cowboys who finished third. I don't care who you are, your involvement in rugby league, no one tipped the North Queensland Cowboys to be here. But I'm all aboard the bandwagon. Now, I've chucked on uh, my little toddler's little uh, Cobra hat. So I am, you know, as I've been saying last few last few weeks, I'm all aboard the Cowboys train. Um, all right, guys, but let's give it, let's, you know, a little bit of chat to Cronulla. Um, Cos, start with you. Hey, pretty impressive. You know, Craig Fitzgibbon, there was a lot of discussions around him coming to the club. Whipping them into sh- whipping them into shape, um, you know. Few people probably thought they could sneak into the finals, but what did we just watch? The Cronulla Sharks finished finished in second position. I know they have been under the radar. I don't like. You look at the ladder and you go, they finished second. Like what? Like we knew they were travelling all right, and we we're kind of saying, oh, they lost a few games they shouldn't have, but they finished second. Like how did that happen? They have. I don't know. They've. I think. Fitzgibbon is obviously a good coach. He's got everyone firing at the right time. And he, he must be one that, you know, everyone knows their role because other than Nico Hines and they've got a couple of stars in there, there's a few guys that just do their job and they're doing it well and that's helped them um, push all the way through. So I don't know. It, it is a, it was, I don't think anyone would have predicted, especially like to like a rookie coach like that, being able to, to finish second, um, push that high and, in the final, so well done to the Sharks. But I just, it just have to go Cowboys, though. Yeah, <laughs> pride of Queensland. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I gave so much criticism to guys like Matt Moylan. You know, he was he was made out of paper. The guy couldn't stay. <clears throat> excuse me, couldn't stay healthy, couldn't stay fit, and um, it just everything went right for Cronulla this year. I don't think everything went right. It's just out of the top eight teams, they had the easiest run home. Their last four games was Dragons, Tigers, uh, Manly, Bulldogs, Newcastle. Like, no offence, but you every single team they played was bottom eight. Of course they were going to have an easy run and just shoot through up to the uh, somewhere in the top four because every other team that were kind of cruising in that top three, four, five spot all year all face each other. So 
They had the easiest run home. No wonder they snuck into second, the cheeky bastards. Yeah, well, yeah, no offence taken. Yeah, that, that run home was, uh, yeah, the Knights, good on good old Newcastle. But and no, I, it's a good point. I, I think they really set up their season with this start. That's what shocked everyone. They were just banking wins and, hey, hello to some of the lower-ranked teams. That's the game of the game. You can't take... 20 weeks to figure out how to play football, and even some teams still don't get it right. But Cronulla, you're exactly right. Round one, minute one, they were ready to rip and tear, and they've absolutely done that. They fell away, you're right, Dana, for a period of time, but it didn't hurt their points because they banked so many early on, and then they ride home. So, um, yeah, you know, look, credit to Matt Moylan for, you know, the, the body staying together. We knew how talented he was. I think he's been fantastic this year. And then Nico Hines, um, we're watching something pretty special here. Um, you know, we know that Ben Hunt is, you know, he's going to be very hard to beat for the Daily M. But, look, I, I'd, I'd love to see it. If Nico Hines wins the Daily M, I think that's bigger than rugby league, you know, given what he's gone through off the field. I think that could be a very special moment. So, Cronulla, uh, look, some of their grit, you know, some of their toilers, uh, they, they definitely get in there and rip in. Um, you're not going to see a Cronulla team getting getting blown off the park, um, you know, 30, 40 points or anything like that. They're always in the fight. Uh, very gritty football team for sure. All right, team, enough about that. Let's talk about these Cowboys. Giddy up. I've got the Akuba hat on. I say each and every week, I send out some love to my mate, Chatty Townsend. Um, you know, obviously, this has been some sort of season. Cos, back to you. Hey, it's been a weird year up there in Queensland. My friend, the Broncos were great and then bad. Um, Queensland did their thing in state of origin. The Titans tightened, um, but the Cowboys, you know, a bit of a fairy tale story. Uh, Todd Payton, unbelievable in terms of how he sort of turned this crew around. And it just seemed like every week there was, a, you know, a new star that really came into play. Cause 1 through 17, this is a very, very good football team. Yeah, and I, I like these are these young guys. They had a um, bit of, you know, a few tough seasons, but then it's just sort of clicked this year that being able to play together, getting that experience, and it's just all come all come good. And I, and I, I was one at the start wondering, what is Toddy Payton doing? Like, what's, what's the vision here? What's happening? Why was he playing to certain players in certain positions? But they finished third on the ladder and they're in the final, so... Got a, he, ha, he knew what he was doing and he was doing it in the way that he wanted to do it. And I think um, as a Cowboys fan and my second favourite team, I'm like, I'm loving the ride. Yeah, that's it. I'm, um, I'm so proud of how the Cowboys have kind of turned around this year. It's kind of like Brisbane, like they – Everyone just expected them to be shit because they've always been, for the past couple of years, they've always been shit. And I think watching them kind of rise up has been amazing. But I just really want to quickly touch on their performance last week. Although we mentioned Penrith playing a C-grade team, the Cowboys, that was probably one of the best games of football I've ever seen them play. Um, Valentine Holmes had a hat trick, three conversions. That man is on fire. If he plays as well as he did on the weekend coming into this week of finals, I reckon Cronulla's got the – I don't think they'll they'll see what's going to hit them because you don't expect that kind of thing. Um, 56% uh, possession rate, 77% completions is something that going into this game against Cronulla is very – plays very well in the Cowboys' favour because you need those high statistics and that completion rate to get through – Cronulla because their defence is so strong. Um, and Scott Drinkwater, my favourite favorite man of that club, had 209 run metres. Like that's – it doesn't sound like a lot, but rugby league, you don't you don't run that much in rugby. So 
I think that the Cowboys have a very, very good chance of kind of swinging this past and giving Cronulla a run for their money. And, you know, Cronulla made 14 errors last week against the Knights. You 14 errors against Newcastle. It's because they got You bored. cannot be... Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but you cannot be making those kind of errors against the Cowboys, especially how they've been... Their ball handling skills, just their attack has been so hard and so fast as you can't... You can't avoid that and you can't make those little errors um, just because you miss communication, communication. It's just, it's piss poor. So yeah. I think Cronulla, yes, they are the strongest team and Nico Hines is a godsend and I love that man till the like, prettiest man in NRL and he's just exceptional. But I honestly, I, I'm with Cos on this one. I reckon the Cowboys are going to give them a run for their money, come up, hit them hard and and. Bring it home, Queensland all the way. Yeah, it's gonna. This is gonna be a really interesting one to watch very, very closely because one of the criticisms of both Cronulla and the Cowboys is they don't have that massive X X factor player. You know, they don't have a Latrell Mitchell, they don't have a James Tedesco, they don't have someone that can absolutely break a game open, and ultimately that's what you need in semi final football. So. One of these teams has got to win, you know, and it's surely be- that's just Valentine Holmes, though. It's surely well, that's right, but but they're gonna, you know, I guess from this game we're gonna see who is that player that really steps up either for the Cowboys or the Sharks and breaks the game open, because you know you can grind it out and it can be twelve all all the way towards the end, but you know you need a big moment from a big player. So which player is it? Who is going to stand up? And I'm with you, Dana. I, I thought the same. I thought Val. He's he's in pretty special form. Is it Scotty Drinkwater? You know he he's you know he's got a lot of creativity to him. Um, and then you look at the Cowboys bench as well. How spoiled? You know you've got the hammer on the bench. Ridiculous. Tommy Gilbert, Griffin Neem, they've been outstanding. Um, Jen, um, Jermaine Tanua Brown. You know some really solid forwards on the bench there for the Cowboys. So um, yeah, interesting. All right. So Cos Dana, you've got the Cowboys. I've committed to the Akubra hat again. Looking spectacular here. Um, check that out on the socials, Mickey. What about yourself? We, 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 God, we're agreeing too much tonight. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts on this game? Um, in in fairness, probably probably more of a fifty fifty game. This one. Yeah, I um, I have the Cowboys in this one as well, but I've got a soft spot for the Cowboys as well. I've got like my dad grew up with Toddy Payton, so I've got that little family connection in a way. Um, so I'd love – it would be so good, like, honestly, to see Cowboys win the grand final this year, especially, like, for Todd. I think he's done great things for the club, so. Yeah, there we go. No, we're not even hiding our, our favouritism there. Um, I think there's quite <laughs> a few people that, yeah, want to see them want to see them get the job done. But there we go, Cronulla, Cowboys, let's see who can, who can get the job done. All right, team, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Your apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, let's finish off uh, week one of the finals. Uh, Cos, Dana, uh, we're going we're to throw this one over to you. We get it again. The Sydney Roosters coming up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I mean, it's such a weird thing, rugby league, how how things just magically appear. Um, you know, we, we all follow different teams, but you know, this is this is a huge one. You know, this is probably one of the biggest uh, rivalries in the game. Uh, the Roosters getting the job done last week. 
Joey Manu tears the calf. That's a brutal one. Um, Cos, might start with you to preview this one. Um, what do we got? This is the 4 o'clock game. Uh, Roosters v. Rabbitohs. Roosters, they're still pretty heavy favourites heading into this one. And even another injury to the Roosters. Oh, that's what we talk about every week. A, a big player with a big injury, but I still, I still can't go past them. And I think that game last week was they just – Obviously, um, Rabideau's on the back foot early with Cam Murray just getting his head in the wrong spot. Uh, that's, again, something that he needs to work on. But they just frustrated the, the Rabideau's out of the game. So I know the Roosters have just, again, the, the rivalry there, they they maybe be able to control the aggression and channel it a bit better because the Rabideau's have a lot of passionate players and maybe they just didn't play as well. They were frustrated out of the game. So um, I don't know if, if, you know, Lightning can strike twice like that, um, but I don't, the, the Roosters, the way they're playing, I, I think they can I think they can do it. My thing is, is after I, as we all know, I hate both of them, probably pretty equally. Um, but after the way that the Roosters played against Storm and how from, more so from the Roosters, no offence, Mickey, then Storm during that game. It was such a grubby game. I I actually lost my voice at that game, screaming and yelling at the refs and the players. And it was it was fucking appalling. I absolutely hated it. And I think that just reignited my hatred for the Roosters. And I went, God, why do I ever think these guys were all right? I also hate Latrell Mitchell, but like I hate them less because I really like Cam Murray. So it's this this awkward. I hate both Sydney teams, but you know what? Because the bunnies were robbed last year against Penrith, I really want them to just back it up. And you know that the game on the weekend, it was a good game to watch, but they just like Cos says, they just weren't there. They kind of chimed in like three quarters of the way through and then just died off. They didn't have the effort or the attack that. Tedesco, like, you know, t- I mean, Tedesco had, let's be real, like he he had so much to do with that game. And I hate to admit it, he was on the ball and he was strong and he was everywhere. He had 275 run metres that is so hard to back up. And, again, I hate to admit it, but Sam Walker played so well as well. And I'm just, that little kid annoys the shit out of me. And he's just annoys me because, like Michaela said, with Nathan Cleary being the golden child, so is Sam Walker. They're trying to bend all these rules when he was underage to get him to play, and it's just so infuriating. But then you got Cody Walker and you got, I hate to admit it, Latrell Mitchell, but it's just such a, a, like, because this is like a very passionate game, and as someone who hates both teams, I'm getting passionate about it because I just want the Roosters to lose. (laughs) But it's also just... I I think there is redemption within the Rabbitohs because they now have a point to prove. They've got this second chance. They've got to back it up. Um, but then on the flip side is the Roosters have to back it up. Like you just beat them by 10 points. But in a game that really in, in the scheme of things didn't really count. So now you have to back it up by proving that you deserve to, you know, have a week off, recover. The mind, the, mind, the mind games of playing just, the week before, it is just... Oh, uh, it's going to fuck with everybody and I can't wait to watch it. You know, do you throw off a little bit, not not um, show up all, all your tricks? No, look, I think, Cos, you, you spoke about it a little bit. Can these teams just chill from an injury perspective? We want to see a fit Sydney Roosters team. We're not going to get it this year. Uh, they, they're they're going to have quite a few players that aren't going to be playing this game. And the same thing with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. You know, one of the things, you know, with this HIA... 
situation where we all support it. You know, it doesn't matter if you get a head knock, you've got to not play. But Cam Murray is a player that the Rabbitohs just cannot do without. He is everything to them. He is their leader. He is their captain. Um, he is he is so incredibly fast as a football player. His ability to play the ball, you know, get them moving. Um, they were missing Damian Cook as well, so he'll come in and, and make a big boost. I guess if these two teams play 10 times, they both win five games each. So the question is... Who wins this one? Um, so anyway, let's go around the ground. So what what do we got? Where are we where are we going here, Mickey? Your Roosters, uh, obviously, you'll be tipping them to win. But how do they get the job done here? Um, I think hopefully, like oh, I don't know. I obviously I'm going for the Roosters. I want them to win. I hope they win. But I think last week our big thing that they did they shut down Latrell. I think that was like like straight away you could just see it. They, I think. I saw someone, they were calling it a Bondi wall. I think Cooper Conk referred to it as. Um, and it was like as soon as like he, like or before he even had the ball in his hand, those players were there on him. Like he could not get anywhere. I think that's the big thing that we need to do again this week. But do they change Latrell's game? Because they might pick up on that and then, you know, do yes. something behind the scenes and change it up a bit. Because like, you know, Roosters won't know then what to expect. So... I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, obviously the two early games we previewed, you know, it, whoever wins gets the week off, but the other teams aren't eliminated. This is it. These two games coming up, they're, they're elimination games. So either the Roosters or the Rabbitohs, two teams that could go on and win the win this whole thing, one of those teams is going home. That's, that's, that's absolutely brutal. Uh, who do I think that team is going to be? Okay, the Roosters are going to play Teddy Ball. Absolutely. Tedesco will have a record amount of touches, which is going to be pretty incredible because he already, you know, without without Manu, this goes back to Tedesco. Everything revolves around him. So, you know, that's obviously going to be the Roosters' game plan. The other thing is they're going to try and play this at tempo. They've got a slightly smaller pack now, and the Roosters have really, um, they've really built a game off that. Connor Watson, he's been great off the bench. Fast, fast, fast. Can the Rabbitohs physically keep up with that pace? Cam Murray's going to have to do his best. Look, I oh, look, I, I don't like to bet against Latrell Mitchell, but the Roosters' form has just been unbelievable. Cos, was that your tip earlier? Are, are you sort of leaning, going chooks here? Yeah, I think even without Manu and with um, Cook probably coming back in for the Rabbitohs, I still, think, I still think the Roosters have it. They have the plan to do it. It'll be very close though, and it'll be intense again. But I, again, with with little confidence, I'm tipping the Roosters to to do it. They're playing so well. Uh, and then Dana, just to clarify yours, so there's probably going to be another tight game at the end there. Sam Walker v Cody Walker. Someone's going to have to come up with a play. Who gets the job done here? Yeah, look, I think I think with like every almost all of these games, it's going to be very tight. I reckon it's down to the wire if not penalty goal kind of overtime kind of thing. But I think if Latrell Mitchell can pull his head in, keep his hat on because he does have a very, very short temper um, when he's playing, he gets passionate about the game, as Cos likes to say. Um, Between Latrell and Cody Walker and if Damien Cook comes back, they've got a pretty good solid team of, of kids coming through. And you know what? I don't want either of them to win, but after the other week, 
I don't care what the roosters do, so I'm going to be the odd one out, and I'm going to say bunnies are going to go through, and the roosters are going home. Sorry, Mickey. <laughs> at least, it, at least it uh, you know ended our clean sweep for the episode. I like that. All right, team. Well, let, let's uh, move over to another team that uh, Dana's got a little bit of a, um, a close connection with, and that is the Melbourne Storm at Amy Park, coming up against the Canberra Raiders. So here we go, the Melbourne Storm in a semi-final game. You know, usually they just, you know, this is an easy one. You know, week one, they usually win this one by 30, 40 points because not this year. Um, This feels different. This looks a little bit different. And then they get the wrong team. Um, You know, everything could have fallen different ways for the Melbourne Storm, but they get their arch nemesis. They get the Canberra Raiders. Um, you, You just feel like this isn't Melbourne's year. They've had so much go against them. And then to be scheduled up against the Raiders, the Raiders... They're massive outsiders here, but, uh, you know, they they beat Melbourne this year. Yes, they have. But I think, I don't know, the Storm, like if there's a time to get to get it right, like it's got to be this final. They have they have to pull together. And it's they were outplayed last week, but, the, but if you just looked at the score, it looked like, you know, they played all right. They In, in Melbourne's defence, they do play to the end. So while they got some cheap points and cheap tries at the end, they do play... They do play for the whole game, so um, you can't deny their effort. So I think, I don't know, and they'll just be so frustrated with the season because it has, like, they've, they're there, they're in the finals, but it just it hasn't been easy at all. And I think if they can just get it to click, then, you know, this is the time to do it. Um, but can't discount the Raiders because, again, they, they did what they had to do last week. Um, and they knew they were in the final, so it wasn't quite as intense as maybe like if, Bron- if you know, Dragons actually won, if they hadn't actually beaten <laughs> um, <laughs> the Broncos. But I think, yeah, I don't know. The this will actually be closer than I think people think. But I, you still going to go? Storm? I have to tip. I have to go the Storm. Yeah. Look, my my tip is uh, Jerome Hughes' calf muscle. Um, so again, uh, oddly specific, I know, but let's keep a close eye on it because he's the difference. Um, God, they're a different football team when he's there in number seven. Um, again, he's a player that just doesn't get enough love because he doesn't play state of origin. In my opinion, I think we're going to see some pretty special things from him in the upcoming world cup. But look, if he can get through the game, if he's fit and healthy, he will be the difference, um, in this one. And the other player that I, that I'd like to put a little bit of pressure under is, is Harry Grant. You know, you know, this is his time. This is his game. Again, another World Cup, number nine, Australian jerseys on the line. Canberra Raiders, they're going to be gritty. You know, they're going to push Melbourne all the way to the end. But it's these world-class players of Melbourne that really should step up in those moments, especially at home. So Jerome Hughes' calf, Harry Grant, there's my prediction. Um, Mickey, we're going to hold off Dana because she's going to, you know, wind her up and let her go with her beloved uh, purple machine down there. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of a, it is a bit of a tough one. How are the locals um, feeling? How are the local Green Machine fans feeling down there in Canberra? How's, oh, how's the vibe? I feel like they'll be, yeah, oh, you see, I've, I've been noticing a lot more people getting around in their Raiders gear. Like, everyone's coming out and <laughs> showing their love. It's like, where is, I don't know, maybe I don't really take much notice, but even, yeah, on the weekend I was in the mall and it wasn't even a home game, but there was people like just, fully kitted out, jerseys, hats, everything. Like, they were just all green. Like, yeah. um, so Grand- I feel like... The grandmas, got, they got the full kit. They got the socks. They got the football boots. Literally. I, yeah, cars, I feel like... Um, yeah, they're, they're loving it. <laughs> Obviously, like, they're going to they're gonna want to see them, like, the Raiders do good down here. Um, 
I think as well, like they'll they'll be wanting to get back into that grand final spot and then do better than they did against the Roosters a few years ago. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I do think, um, oh, I don't know, I'm pretty torn. I feel like I am tipping the Raiders. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like Storm haven't like, I don't know. I just haven't been very impressed. Mickey, there's, there's a good chance. <laughs> you know, Tarpane, he is world-class. And uh, look, that, that front row, we, we haven't really spoken about it too much, but it's probably a little bit of a mismatch. You know, Canberra, Hudson Young, a Hunter Valley Newcastle boy, my God. Another, <laughs> why the hell is he playing for Canberra? Tarpane, another player who was a nice player. Yeah, I was going to say um, Tom Starling's yeah, there too. Yeah, Tommy Starling. But no, look, I, I actually think Canberra Raiders forward pack, they're, 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 they're the real deal. Dana, yeah. we're obviously shit-staring you a fair bit here. We're trying to make you a little bit nervous. But um, in all seriousness, this is a bit of a bogey side for the Melbourne Storm. But... You know, this is the game. Mel- Melbourne have got to get the job done here. I mean, this is week one of the finals. Um, I'm I'm stressed. So this is the first time since 2015 Melbourne Storm have finished out of the top four. So that means we don't get a second chance. So this game is all or nothing. The other statistic that's against us is we haven't beaten the Raiders at home at Amy Park in five years. Oof. I don't know why. I don't know <laughs> what happens or what bullshit mojo that those that little chant does at the start of the game when the Raiders come out puts Melbourne Storm under, but we just cannot get over the line when we play at home. I always dread playing the Raiders at home because I just go into it I'm like, oh, we're going to lose. You know, you focus on, like, you've got that negative. So Pam Monster can pull his head in, kick 10 metres, for the love of God, um, we will be somewhat okay. And like you said, Harry Grant is a little gun. I love that kid so much. Xavier Coates, he was out for a while. He's kind of a bit iffy, bit edgy, but, you know, starting to get the groove things back. So I think if he can kind of step it up a notch and kind of bring that, the reason that he was brought to Melbourne Storm, how we played in the first half of the season before he was injured, if he can bring that spark back, then we've got that wing back. And Jazzy Olam, oh, that man is such a hard hitter. He runs at 110% for the full 80 minutes. And, you know, if he can get some sneaky little tries in, a couple offloads to Husey, and it's just the, the thing is, is the skills are there and every single person always underestimates Melbourne Storm and our abilities. And they've been doing it for years. They've been counting Storm out of finals, of grand finals, of wins for as long as I can remember. And I, it's another year of that. It's another year of, oh, well, they finished fifth. It's like, yeah, all right, you finished fifth. See how that goes. Like, you know, it's it's every world is against us. And it it makes my, I love that everyone hates Melbourne because it feels the fire that, if, yeah, okay, you might hate us, but, like, where's your team? When's the last time your team was in a final or won a final or won a grand final or, you know, your your player or your captain got a Dally M. So I, I'm stressed, but I am going into it with the best expectations and that Craig Bellamy would have ripped them a new one after the last two weeks. So I think if Craig's on it, then at home it's going to be loud, it's going to be angry, it's going to be ruthless because Raiders fans always turn up for Storm games at home as well. So it's going to be, I reckon, a sellout. My dad and I have bought our tickets, so we're good to go. Um, Saturday afternoon, I'll either be cheering in the group chat or crying. So we'll see how we go. Um, It'll either be happy tears or sad tears. I'll either be happy drunk or sad drunk by the end of it Saturday night. So we'll see. There we go. (laughs) I'm going to say my head says... 
I don't know, and my heart says storm. So take with that what you will. Okay, there we go. Well, guys, that's that, there we have it. Melbourne Storm potentially, maybe, possibly getting the job done there at home. Jerome Hughes, uh, keep that calf elevated, rested, and uh, uh, make sure he can get through that game. All right, team, there we have it. That's all the time we have. Just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. And to our listeners, you are the best in the business. We really do do love uh, your support that you've given us this year. Uh, keep it coming. Uh, download the podcast. Share with family and friends. Thank you for choosing Mojo Sports. And until next week, we'll catch you then.